Pat Reardon, you're an Irish Jesuit. You're over here in Ireland for a couple of days and you are lecturing in philosophy and were preaching in Cricklewood on Sunday in London. You had some words of advice for the Pope via the Gospel reading of Peter. The Pope was going to be meeting with President Trump. He has done that. So first of all, let's see what your words of advice were and then we'll see if the meeting went well according to that rubric. Yeah, it struck me when I was uh, preparing my homily for the the Mass last Sunday. The second reading was from the first letter of Peter and it's that beautiful text that many people will be familiar with. Always have your answer ready for people who ask you the reason for the hope that you all have, but give it with courtesy and respect. And it just struck me you know, looking ahead this coming week, I said uh, the Pope would be meeting with Donald Trump. And he will have very strong things to say to Donald Trump. We could see that. So uh, I thought, hey, this is, this is a bit of advice from the first Bishop of Rome, Peter, to the present Bishop of Rome, Pope Francis, and giving him a bit of advice about what he had to do. You have to have your answer ready for those who ask you the reason for the hope that you have. So, of course, Pope Francis stands up for a number of things and uh, he stands up for things that are contrary to what Donald Trump stands for, especially in relation to his, his politics. So I could assume that Pope Francis would want to say something to Donald Trump on, for instance, his attitude to migrants and this idea of building a big wall to keep people out or his attitude to those dependent on health care who are in need, so the poorest of the poor, who cannot provide the kind of health insurance that's accept, that's standard in America. And Donald Trump seems to be reversing the whole attitude of care for such people in his politics. And then, of course, there's the situation with Korea, and the Pope is very concerned that yeah. peace be pursued and not war, and that the aggressive, admittedly aggressive behavior of Korea not be a provocation, taken as a provocation to actually enter into a war. And then, of course, there's the whole issue of the climate and and, and climate change, Uh, Donald Trump being a climate denier, but Pope Francis being very concerned, as we know from his letter, Laudato Si, praise be to you, his real concern that we all take responsibility for our common home. So I could well imagine Francis would have strong things to say, and as the letter that we had in the second reading says to him, Be ready to give your answer for the hope that you have, for the things you stand up for, for the things that you hold dear. Be ready to speak the truth, but do it with courtesy and respect so that people can see that you're earnest about it, but that you are also, as it goes on to say, with a clear conscience that those who slander you when you are living a good life in Christ, may be proved wrong in the accusations that you bring. So I think we can trust Pope Francis is someone who is committed to the cause of the poor, to the cause of migrants, to the preservation of the planet, and to peace. He can definitely speak with a good conscience, and I'm sure that's what he did today. Yes, and it would appear from reports that that is what happened, because although they did say, the reporters did say, that President Trump was beaming, but the Pope was a bit downcast at the beginning. He did spend 30 minutes with him, and when they came out, the Pope seemed more genial toward him, and he gave him a copy of Laudato Si, so that would strike the environment uh, note. Of course, the other areas, it was 30 minutes. I mean, President D. Higgins from Ireland went and had 15 minutes with him. He would have much more in common, I think, a common vision of the two men than President Trump would, so the fact that President Trump got 30 minutes would be interesting, and I suppose it's important for somebody like the Pope that he doesn't feel compromised. He has been critical of of President Trump in quite 
direct but subtle ways and that he would feel that he could speak openly and frankly to him about issues of real importance and you picked out one there the, the war I mean the Pope is on record on a number of occasions of saying that global war is a real threat of the present time do you think Trump will listen I think there is a real possibility for all of us that we can change our minds, that we can learn, that we can pick up a message. Pope Francis, of course, speaks with great moral authority. But the people who have political influence on Donald Trump are the voters and indirectly the representatives of the voters in Congress and in, in the Senate. And there are plenty of voices there who speak up and whom Donald Trump will have to take seriously. He'll have to listen to them. What Pope Francis is doing is adding moral weight to those concerns. And of course, I think he's adding encouragement and support to people who are standing up for others, for peace in the world, for those who are victims of the diminishment of our physical uh, environment to those who are so poor and deprived that they are forced to leave home, you know, in, in, in search of a better life. So his words will indirectly bring about change, I think, in, in Trump's politics because they will be supporting the people who themselves are in the political position to do something about it, encouraging them and lending moral weight to their cause. That's an interesting point because it, we, one is hoping, I think, people who look at what's happening in the whole Trump administration and what's happening to America, that there are people who are saying the Republicans are going to have to step up to the plate here because he doesn't seem to be listening to anybody else and he doesn't seem so far like the man who really does sit down as a politician and say, I need to weigh up all things. The American political system is, is a study in itself and it is extraordinary that the system as a whole can produce as president a character like Donald Trump. But he is not capable of being an autocrat. He cannot be a dictator because their political system is so structured that it is predicated on the separation of powers and checks and balances, whether it's the judiciary or then the different levels of government. And then the division between the federal and the states, you know, so that we can trust the inherent human wisdom of the, the, the constructors of that political system that they will manage. In the meantime, however, what harm will be done to the rest of the world? That is the big danger. As we used to joke, you know, if America sneezes, the world gets a cold. And unfortunately, with an issue like Korea, what is needed is, is wisdom and balance and preparedness to think outside the box. If you think back to the 62, the Cuban Missile Crisis, and the difficulty that President uh, Kennedy had at the time to resist the advice and the pressure being brought to bear on him by the military establishment, uh, and yet he somehow managed to do it. And in that case, we must remember too that Pope John XXIII was a significant mediator between the United States and the Soviet Union at that time. So please God, this time around too, uh, Pope Francis may well have established a human relationship there with Donald Trump that can be significant in the future for mediating something. But in the meantime, I think we can rely on the inherent wisdom of the American political system to cope with the amazing phenomenon that is Donald Trump.